with you today. Uh, this is about not giving up. Um, it can feel tiring. It feels like we're getting worn out more and more, um, but we don't need to be. Um, I have times of feeling tired and worn out, and then I have times where I'm refreshed and rejuvenated. And so it's, it's kinda, kind of interesting. Um, but I want to begin with this. Uh, Jim Palmer, former megachurch pastor, uh, posted something that I thought, I, I want to share this with you because it spoke to my heart in a really big, big way. Um, and basically, he didn't, his title was not, Which Spiritual Life Do You Seek? I, I wrote that. Um, but the content he wrote, so this is literally what he copied, what he put online. But I thought, this, this is important for, especially those that are watching Hope Fellowship's uh, live streams or still growing in grace. Um, the last many, many years, we've been expanding our understanding of God's grace and love, um, looking deeper, looking wider. And, and trying to find a better perspective. And so when I saw this, it was really powerful. So may this speak to your heart and your soul. Hear it in the best way possible. I think it's really cool. It starts off with this. Be careful of spiritual life that is mostly mental. Consuming more and more spiritual knowledge. Conceptualizing new and improved spiritual beliefs analyzing and debating this or that spiritual idea. So again, this is about being careful that whatever you're growing in isn't just a mental thing. I was thinking about this yesterday, you know, uh, who is this Jesus I say I believe in? Um, do I experience him or do I, do I know about him? And sometimes, you know, the stuff we unlearn and learn, is stuff about who Jesus is and about theology. And even that can get distracting. So wake up, heads up. I'm just warning you that if you don't have this idea in your mind, please have this there because um, I don't want us to get us into uh, um, only talking about heady mental things. I want to, I want to speak to the heart where we can feel and experience Experience who God is in us and know God intimately through our relationship with him. So here's, here's you know, these three here. The next three, um, the idea of being careful of a spiritual life that mostly is mental by latching on to the latest uh, and greatest spiritual guru. That's happening all the time. Who's the new leader? Who's the new spiritual cool person or the one who is saying the most radical thing? Listen, some teachers will use shock statements just to get your attention and uh, and make you sorry they're almost like trying to get uh get you to make them um uh a leader you must go to for your sustenance for a period of time listen the only leader we're called to to get our sustenance from and wisdom is jesus now having people around us is great having spiritual teachers great but when we elevate them to a status of guru or uh, that top leader or here's the top five because I've, I've wondered that so wh why do we even bother having all these churches why do we bother having all these christian ministries when there's a couple really good ones why not just let them do it and then i realized wait a minute they're not connecting relationally with everyone they're just doing a big ministry that is sustained on the bigness so again a warning don't latch on to the latest and greatest let the Holy Spirit be your guide. 
Uh, what about getting caught up in abstract and fantastical spiritual notions? Ooh, this is a new concept. Wow, never heard that before. And uh, again, it can it can get away from you. Here's an example. Um, I loved learning about quantum physics and how the connection to the quantum scientific world relates to who God is and how he's created this universe and holds it together. I think it's great. But then there are others who tend to overrun the base. And now the whole life is only about quantum physics and God is out of the picture. God doesn't exist anymore. It was just for, our, you know, our own uh, weakness that we have to think of God. Like it can really overrun. And so those notions can be helpful, but don't let them, uh, don't be attracted to them just for the sake of the wowness. Now, if you're learning something cool from it, great, fine. But I'm just saying that... Sometimes you've got to do your own evaluation. This is only something you can personally evaluate. I can't tell you what's right and wrong here. This is not for me to do that. This is between you and the Holy Spirit, you and Jesus. And uh, sometimes we can lose sight of Jesus by looking at all this other stuff sometimes. It's just true. Uh, searching for the magical spiritual formula. This is a big one. If you do this and this and this, now I've got the real truth. And Christians are terrible at this. this we're, we're like really bad at, at saying, I've got the truth. You don't. I've done it. Oh, have I done it? And so have you. We, we think we know so much. But the moment that arrogance comes out of our mouth, we need to stop and go, whoa, wait a minute. What, do I, what makes me think I know so much more than that person? Do I know their whole life and experiences? Do I know their spiritual journey? Uh, are they able to teach me something? No, because I know already. I know more than they do. So there's, there's an arrogance about that kind of looking for the next magical and then using phrases that are catchphrases uh, so that others that are in that same magical group, oh, they're part of that group. Oh, uh, or you're weeding out people that don't understand your phrase. So now you're using a word with your own definition and then correct everyone else for their misuse of that word because you have a new definition. Like, this is just nuts. And anyway, this, that's why this, this thing of mental spirituality, does. is there a benefit to having uh, the list I just gave, all six? Well, we can find value in these, but this is not the goal of our spiritual journey. It is Christ. Let's keep going. Instead, I love this part. This is where it got really good. Instead, let's choose the simplest truth and earnestly embrace it and live it. Perhaps that truth is, and I'm going to give you a list of, I think, four or five things of truths that are better than the list we just walked through. Finding a guru, finding the next spiritual fad, you know, the great phraseology that will, you know, magically do the Harry Potter one, boom, you're now spiritually whole kind of thing. Like, no. This, we've already been given everything. Do you know that? We've been given everything already. So compassion, seeing others through eyes of understanding, empathy, tenderness, and solidarity, and alleviating their suffering in a tangible way. This is called love. Like when I got through this list, I thought there's, there's one missing, the word love. I want to I add love to the list. But then I realized every one of these that I'm reading to is love the love of god so instead of those guru things let's do compassion what about courage refusing to participate in that which violates human dignity challenging defying and undermining systems and mentalities of injustice and oppression 
Living the alternative and being an expression of what you are for. Identifying something bigger than yourself that truly matters and giving yourself to it boldly and bravely. Listen, there's way too much selfishness, way too much selfishness and self-centeredness in all of our spiritual journeys. It's about me, 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 my journey, my wishes, my, 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 me, me. What about me? What about me? If you've been saying, what about me, my rights, my wishes, my desires, um, you're clearly, that, that's evidence of the opposite of agape. Okay? You figure it out yourself. But here, this is about other-centered. So we need to ditch self-centeredness. And this is a really hard one to consider. Next one. Let's perhaps go for the truth of action. Accepting responsibility for your self-actualization and addressing the root causes of your suffering. Oh, interesting. Taking on new ways of being in the world based upon your values and convictions. Applying vigorous thinking an effort towards building a world of less suffering and more flourishing. This sounds extremely inclusive. Huh. Oh, right. Religion is exclusive. Do you know that? The Christian religion is exclusive, not inclusive. Christianity, Christ, is inclusive. It's not us versus them. It's about seeing all in Christ, seeing Christ in all. The, this action one is powerful. Oh my goodness, I hope you read through that again later. Uh, speech, ooh, ooh, abstaining from false, malicious, divisive, cynical, gossip, or hostile speech. And speaking in ways that promote harmony, goodwill, and solidarity. Speaking mindfully so your words are purposeful, constructive, and life-giving. Ouch! This one hurts because there are times I don't speak life-giving. I'm ticked off at someone or something. It's like, I can't believe that person did that. And you know, like we're, <laughs> now how do we stay human in all this? It's okay to express. Do it to God because he can handle it, like David did. He vented to God constantly. It was a brilliant vent. And then that vent was God allowing him to, to speak the vent, and then God guided him to a proper perspective and raised his chin back up, and he saw the face of God, and he ends most of his psalms with, yet I'll praise you, even though he started off with God, take their heads off. <laughs> Our speech. You know, there, I, think, I think there's a wonderful scripture. It talks about, you know, keep your eyes or, or focus on these things, the things that are good, noble, pure, uh, all those things. If that's about thinking, this is about speaking the same thing. It's the same. Because when you're thinking those things, you're going to produce those in your words. This is, this is a powerful section. What about virtue? Perhaps that truth is virtue. Seeking to attune every thought and action according to honesty integrity, nobility, trustworthiness, prudence, courage, justice, mercy, and joyfulness. Whew. This is a big contrast from what we started with, those six lines. This, one of these things, oh my goodness. These are just a few, and again, that's why this was cool when I finally saw this line, it says there are just a few, these are just a few of the simple truths, because I was going to say, well, I want to add love, but Every one of those virtues or those things, those different um, truths to focus on instead are rooted in agape. 
The point is that you identify your truth and what inspires you and embrace it fully. Let that be your spiritual path. Now, I can already hear somebody say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Jesus is supposed to be your spiritual path. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, you know, when you do that, you're pulling, you're, you're revealing. Um, in fact, a big light bulb goes off above your head. It's red. Ding, 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 ding. You're revealing your control um, issues. You really are. And Christians have been trained really well to be control freaks, to control their environment, to control everyone around them, to make everyone believe exactly the same thing. And, and we have all of our catchphrases that everything has to fit into. But Jesus does not do that. Why do you think Jesus used so many parables and idioms and um, illustrations to make points? Because all people and all walks of life have to be addressed. So this could sound like, well, you're just saying be spiritual on the inside. Listen, I believe Jesus is our source. Okay? So I'm coming at this from the source is Jesus. So when we see this and say, hey, follow uh, what inspires you. I'm, I'm, it's Jesus that inspires us, okay? That, I think that is the root by far. Let that be your spiritual path. Let Jesus be your path. I just think this is such a, a big deal. And I don't want to lose sight of, of truth, of what we should be focusing on. It's easy to get distracted with the pains and sufferings of stuff around us, or even better, our frustrations, because we are full on on our frustrations these days. And it's, it's hard. It's really, really hard. But our frustrations are not who we are. Our, frustr our frustrations are not who we are. Um, I, I th let me see if I can get to it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to this, and I'll come back to it. But I want to get to, there it is. Um, I know I'm going to get through it. I'm just tired of going through it. I know I'm going to get through it. I'm just tired of going through it. When I saw that um, thought, I went, yep, I'm, I'm getting tired. And I've been, you know, other people have been tired too. But I'm, I'm, for the first time, I'm feeling a little more tired in, in some ways. You know, this, uh, um, it's, just, it's just catching up. And it's okay. And when you acknowledge it, it forces a change so you know, to make small tweaks and changes. And uh, I think this is important. So what is it that inspires you? Is it the truth of Christ or the next spiritual fad? That's a big thing to consider. And I hope Jim Palmer's uh, um, phrase there will really, really, really inspire you. Well, I guess the live stream uh, shut down, so I'm really sorry for that. Um, uh, I think that's it for this week. Uh, I'm just adding this on to the end of the video so that uh, when I post it, you'll know what happened. The computer did a crash. I've been having trouble. Um, long story. So uh, let's finish up next week. Um, I think you'll enjoy next week as we continue to talk about this, uh, how to not give up and focusing on, my goal was to begin focusing on uh, the character of God. So we'll, we'll come back to that next week. Uh, hopefully the Jim Palmer uh, discussion and uh, um uh, Facebook post was encouraging and helpful to you. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for watching.